soon we would learn that there would be only a congressional investigation and only into the intelligence failures that led to 9-11. But by then we knew that every governmental agency had failed us on September 11th. NORAD, the FAA, the DOJ, etc. In addition to the FBI, CIA, and NSA. We wanted an investigation into all of the actions and failures that had led to the deaths of our loved ones and so many others on that horrible September day. Many people couldn't, or more likely didn't want, to hear the difficult questions regarding 9-11 that were emerging. But Bob Manetti listened and encouraged us to go to Washington, D.C. to ask for a comprehensive investigation. We learned that there was a stalled bill proposing a 9-11 commission and decided to go and see if we could light a fire under the lawmakers to push forward with the legislation for an inquiry. Asking for an investigation into 9-11 became a full-time job. The four of us planned a rally in Washington, D.C. for June 11, 2001, nine months after 9-11, to garner support for our cause. When seeking meetings in Washington, you are asked for the name of your organization. Thus, the four of us, Mindy Kleinberg, Patty Casaza, Kristen Breitweiser, and I became the September 11th advocates. Soon, other victims' family members from other states began referring to us as the Jersey Girls. Before long, the press picked it up as well. Gail Sheehy wrote an article about us called Four 9-11 Moms Battle Bush that told our story and brought, and brought public attention to our plight. The group of us that would later become the 12 members of the Family Steering Committee for the 9-11 Commission had now loosely formed. And we learned to split up in order to meet with as many senators and congressmen as we could on a given visit to Washington. As the final language for a bill that would give us the 9-11 Commission was almost agreed upon, we began to notice a lot of foot dragging. Vice President Dick Cheney had clearly been against having an inquiry from the start and was working behind the scenes to keep things from moving forward. Cheney was often seen on TV with some scary reason for why we couldn't have an investigation into 9-11. One time, while we were all together in Representative Porter Goss's office, Goss got a phone call from Cheney telling him to keep negotiating with us. Goss looked flustered by that phone call, and we were beginning to learn how Washington worked. We finally got fed up with the intense runaround that we were getting with everyone blaming everyone else for the delay. We couldn't take it anymore and asked Senator Lieberman, Democrat of Connecticut, to organize a meeting with all of the involved parties in one room. And to our surprise, he obliged. During that gathering, it became painfully apparent to everyone that it was the Bush-Cheney White House that was causing the stalemate. As the meeting wore on, and it appeared once again that there wouldn't be an agreement to the terms, all of the 9-11 family members that were in attendance stood up in solidarity, saying that we would not leave without an agreement on the legislation. The press was outside waiting to hear about the outcome and the White House knew it. That was a critical moment and a turning point for us. Finally, the House passed a version of our legislation for an independent investigation. When the Senate voted on their version of the 9-11 Commission bill, we were invited to Washington to witness the event. As the Senate voted on the 9-11 Commission legislation, we were there cheering. Then we learned about conference committees, where the two houses of Congress would mesh the versions of the legislation that each had voted on. We wanted two years for the investigation, but got only 18 months. Initially, only $3 million was allotted compared, to with, compared with $50 million allotted to investigating the Challenger explosion. We wanted subpoena power for each commissioner, 
but with pressure from the Bush-Cheney White House, there was an agreement made that would allow subpoena power only if the chair and vice chair or at least six commissioners voted for it. This was a political body split between five Democrats and five Republicans. Getting six commissioners to agree to ask for a subpoena would have meant that one person had to jump over to the other side, which was highly unlikely. The commission legislation also gave guidance as to who would appoint the 9-11 commissioners. As per the legislation, President Bush got to choose who would head the commission. His first choice was Henry Kissinger. This news was getting some very negative press. Since Kissinger was informally known as the king of cover-ups, and we had fought long and hard for the creation of an independent investigation into the events of 9-11, this was unacceptable to most of us. Since Kissinger was tapped to head our commission, the Family Steering Committee asked to meet with him in his New York City office. A lot of research was done in preparation for that meeting, and we had learned that Kissinger and Associates had some of the Bin Laden family members as their clients. Henry Kissinger didn't want to publicly reveal...